Oh my god, happy early almost Halloween. Maybe by the time this is uploaded it will be Halloween. The American POV podcast episode number five. Sorry we missed Gary. a week. Yeah. Gary almost died. So yeah. Yeah. No man left behind. Yeah. Semper Fi in this motherfucker. Right. So Speaking of, uh, okay, well, no, no good segue for this, but... Yeah, no good segue. Uh, Celtics player uh, in his cancer has basically over the last couple of days really hyped, intensified his, his rhetoric against China, which, you know, valid criticisms of, the, of Tibet being, you know, basically having their culture erased by the communist government. And... Mm. Um, the Uyghur Muslim, the Uyghur Muslims, and uh, you know the one, I guess several concentration camps are in. Uh, Jesus, just them being overall very bad people. Yeah, um, and he's also been outspoken before about the Turkish government, uh, mm-hmm. of which he is Turkish. And uh, he actually, there were times where the NBA, like his team, played in. Um, Europe and areas in Europe. I don't know if it was like London or if it was France or something. They had international games, and he didn't go with the team, mm. pretty much because he was afraid that someone from the Turkish government was going to arrest him or kidnap. Him. Like they weren't going to Turkey, but it was like close enough to where he doesn't want to take that risk. Like this is a couple of years ago, but I mean, he's been outspoken for a while, and this is this is a touchy one because the NBA makes a lot of money from China. Like, a lot of money. Like, like ridiculous amounts of cash from a communist country. Go figure. I mean, they um, have all the monies. Exactly. They own the money. But aren't, isn't, there, isn't there... What, what, what part of their economics is crashing right now? Real estate? There is a um, real estate company that they have a lot of, like, that, that's really huge. It's like the only they, one, isn't it? Pretty much, and if it collapses, then it's they not going to be good. It'll be bad for them and bad for everybody, really, because attached to China. Mm. Um, but yeah, the Ennis Canner thing—it's it, interesting because before there was a, a executive named uh, Daryl Morey who used to be on the, the Rockets, and he tweeted out a picture of. Uh, Free Hong Kong at the time when the Hong Kong protests were really big. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really get in, well, he kind of did get in trouble. Uh, <sighs> China got pissed. They pulled all the Houston Rockets games and whatnot. Oh, wow. And the NBA kind of had to issue an, a pseudo apology, and, and he kind of did. And eventually he did get fired, though that was just because the team wasn't that good. It's on the Sixers, and I'm happy mm. with them there. But. Uh, that was just from a simple tweet of a picture. He didn't even go on like a long spiel about it. This is cancer literally making a video talking about what's going on at, while being an active NBA player. And of course, you're also not going to get any support from Nike. Who? Uh, oh no! I'm big time. That's where all their sweatshops are. China, <laughs> where they happen to be. <laughs> um. Of course, they also have business in Turkey as well, so they wouldn't go near Enes Kander with a 10-foot pole 
comes to like a sponsorship, but as long as LeBron James is doing this thing, he gets yeah. a little kickback from the Chinese and from Nike. He hasn't said anything about it. The NBA as a whole. <laughs> the Celtics have kind of, uh, the the, uh, the president of their basketball operations, Brad Stevens, um, he su- voices support for, you know, his player, um, which is good. Uh, in an ideal world, the entire NBA would would say we don't really care about the money. We're going to support him because he's standing up for what's right. But we know that's not what's going to happen. It's just Correct. a matter of will the, the NBA apologize um, to get that some of that broadcasting back because China's taken off all the Celtics games there, which is a pretty big team. I mean, you know, Celtics, Lakers pretty popular team to watch so that's a pretty i'd say a pretty sizable chunk of revenue that's now just gone yeah um so yeah and uh, that's gonna that's gonna be something i'm gonna keep an eye on and we'll probably we'll probably go back to it uh next week and see if it's, it's evolved <laughs> probably will uh, it'll get juicy yeah, i believe it's, so it's a nice juicy story though like it's that. juicy Oh, yeah, it's filled with intrigue, honestly. I mean, because this is a guy that's actually putting himself at risk for saying this stuff. I mean, he already put himself at risk with his own government and his own home country in Turkey, basically putting a warrant out for his arrest, you know, that's still active, I think. And now you got China, which is, is now sort of affecting, could affect him financially. I don't, and he's not going to get a pay cut or anything, but. It's going to hurt the league, and the league's not going to be happy about it. But they would get a lot of negative press if they just came out and like apologized to the Chinese directly. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did something similar to that as well. So, mm. yes. Um, let's see. We got a story out of well, who likes Alec Baldwin? Um, Me. not his late. No, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm kind of mixed because I do like some of his movies and some of his characters that he's played in movies. But when it comes to him as a person, he's just an asshole. It's an asshole, yes. Um, I mean that sounds right. Yeah, I remember him as um the love, <laughs> the the boyfriend of the mom and Cat in the Hat. And he was actually probably the only good character on that that movie, to be honest. And I'm entertaining. I'd have to go back a little further and say Beetlejuice. I haven't seen Beetlejuice. What? Get no, no, no. I'm sorry. No. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking blasphemy! That's it. This is going on pause. Go watch Beetlejuice. We'll come back. Also, haven't seen Forrest Gump. Excuse. I, I can list off some, some popular movies I haven't seen. No! <laughs> I'm getting around to it. How have you not seen Forrest Gump? I've seen bits and pieces of I it. Can... It's a very long movie. It is a very long movie. But... I have to put aside time to sit down and watch it. I haven't done it yet, but I will. It is, it is definitely long-winded. That's all I'm saying. 
but I, I know a lot of I know en- enough about it, like through memes and stuff. Like I, I kind of get the gist of it. But out of one of the two, I'd prefer you to watch Beetlejuice. It, it's shorter. It's got Michael Keaton in it. It's got a few other very good actors from the eighties in it. So okay. Well, anyway, back to back to Alec Baldwin, who I, I actually was about to say I liked him in the Santa Claus before I realized that was Tim Allen. Yeah, Tim Allen. But he was the conductor in the Thomas the Tank Engine. That's that's that was a thing he did. He so, did so did Ringo Starr and and um George Carlin. Yeah, yeah, but they were narrators, and mm-hmm. that, that that fit. You know, they actually both had good voices for that. Yeah, I um, think even Ringo Starr started that before Thomas the Tank Engine was really, like, its full-blown own thing. I think it was, like, some short, like, a little sketch that they did for some show. I, for, I fucking forget. Yeah, um, I, I laughed so hard when I watched some Thomas Tank Engine episodes later. I'm like, oh, holy shit, wait a minute. That was George Carlin. Yes. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like I've seen so much of his stand-up, and then it's like, oh, yeah, he voiced, he narrated one of your childhood favorite shows. I know, right? And he did good, and he was good at it. Mm. And then I know someone spliced, like, some of his, his, uh, his comedy shows in with the Thomas the Tank Engine clips. Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> It just it just flawlessly goes into it. I can actually I I really have to go and look for that now. Yeah, I think some guy made like three parts of it. Unfortunately, he hasn't made much more, but uh, he only made like three parts. But it's very funny. Mm. Uh, but anyway, back to Alec Baldwin. He fatally shot a cinematographer and injured a director in uh, on the set of Rust. I just have to say that the memes. Oh my god! I've never Fucking... seen so many memes for one thing. It literally, it, when did it happen? Like it was like two or three days ago, right? Maybe yeah, not a even. Days ago. Very fresh, and the memes just fucking just exploded. Like people are so, waiting for this shit. I have to read off because this was a thing that I found pretty incredible. Someone made a list of uh, of nicknames. For for Alec Baldwin after this this incident, if I can find it, uh, let's see. Yep, here it is. Um, Alec testing props on uppity thoughts. Baldwin. <laughs> Alec calling for another take was her last mistake. Baldwin. Oh. Alec, it's a fake pistol. Is this bitch made of crystal? Baldwin. Dude. Wow. Alec, call it a rap or meet my wrath, Baldwin. Oh, shit. Alec, emptying my nine into the production line, Baldwin. Oh, fuck. Now I heard, I heard, I heard some shit on this. All right. Hold on. This one's my favorite one. Alec, prop gun blunder sends him six feet under, Baldwin. Mm. So. Prop blunder sends him six okay, feet under. What are you saying, James? Uh, there's something um, that came up with the Alec Baldwin shooting thing, and it has to, something to do with IOTSI. Are you, are you familiar with them? The what? IOTSI. It's the 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 stage crew union. There's even no, there's even no. one in, there's one in Philly near the bowling alley. On cancer, f- but go ahead. It's cancer, but still, um, it's basically. 
they're the crew that goes in and set, sets up all the, the lighting, all the sound works, all the, any stage equipment that needs to be constructed or whatever. They work with all the, the department special effects, the, the cameras, the lighting, and all that stuff. So apparently the weather that day on the film set was going to be, was going to be not suitable to their conditions. You know, unions and all that shit. So, uh, but the production crew decided to go forward anyway. Now, this is just a theory. I just heard it hearsay and all that stuff. Uh, the production crew decided to go ahead anyway, but IATSE pulled out, took all their crew and equipment with them, and they brought in a um, non-union crew to do the work that day. And IATSE is one of the crews, along with a few other unions, that still act mobster-like. Like, in Philadelphia, like, I'm not sure if you guys have seen this in Center City. I don't know if they do it anymore, but I've seen it when I was there. Whenever the building unions, like the big construction unions, would see a non-union crew working on a building, they'd go there, they'd picket it, and they'd blow up a giant inflatable rat. Yes. You've seen that, okay. Yeah, yeah. so basically they're trying to make yeah. it, make the work for those people very much impossible basically saying a fuck you to whoever hired the non-union crews um so basically one of the things is now i'm not sure this isn't really not 100 percent. so as the crew is pulling out of as the union crew is pulling out um one of the guys might have went to the prop station and put a live round into the gun before they left it's it's a theory it's it's oh, not it's yeah. not solid. There's a lot of holes in it, and I'll tell you why. I, I it's just from what I heard. But yeah. when you said a lot of holes in it, yeah, <laughs> it's a pun. It's a pun. It's a pun. Uh, take it as you will. But there's there's a few things because I heard he's getting he's also getting a, a manslaughter charge, right? Yeah, I mean technically, yeah. Tech, yes, you would get a you would get a manslaughter charge for for not willingly. Not consciously doing it, like it's an accident. You committed an accident, yeah, but it, it and by accident. very manslaughter. Yes, yes. that's manslaughter. You, yeah. You'd get the same thing if you ran someone over and killed them by accident. Vehicular man, involuntary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So Alec Baldwin's going to get heat for this, regardless. But the thing I have to say is, whoever handed him the prop gun, because since Alec Baldwin was in, you know, the state of mind as an actor, like this is a prop gun. He, he... But I have, I have a couple of questions mm -hmm. about this. Um, number one, why was he pointing it at someone who wasn't... It's not like he shot another actor mm -hmm. or a stuntman. Yeah. He shot at a productionist. First of all, two people. I'm not sure. weird. I'm not production sure. production assistant and a director. I don't know how, you, how that happens. Like, why are you pointing a gun? Even if... The, okay, they tell you it's a fake. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's empty or it's blanks. Yeah. Why are you pointing it at production assistants though? I don't. That's what I don't understand. I like, don't know. Again, I'm not sure how well Alec Baldwin is with guns and all this shit. So. Very well, according to this. Mm hmm Of course. So. Let's see treat, did. treat these guns like they are alive, even. If of course. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. That's I, just general rule of thumb. It was very neglectful on both ends, on on Alex end and the um whoever was in charge of the props that day, and the firearm safety. 
because obviously if they're dealing with a because it's not a fake gun it's a real gun that fires blanks they say it's a prop gun but it's not a prop gun if it can fire something like this yeah and, and that's, even i mean that's how um that's how brandon lee died uh it was yeah it was a prop gun it was a it was blanks but there was a projectile inside of it mm -hmm. so even though there was no bullet there was something in there that shot out at a speed of a gun mm -hmm. and it speed of a bullet and it killed yeah someone bullet. jammed something in the in the gun for it to happen yeah. whether it's on purpose or accident yeah normally blanks don't have any projectiles unless you have something jammed in the barrel itself or unless you tamper with the round if I can even Google it. Bald, according to eyewitnesses, um, Baldwin kept frantically asking why he was handed a hot gun with a, a fire, which means, you know, a firearm with yeah. real ammunition. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It was a single round, too. I don't know what... Yeah, there, there's going to be some some questions about this for a long time, because somebody, yeah. somebody screwed up. I don't know if I want to go the route of, like, it was a conspiracy, you know, mm -hmm. set him up or something. I mean, it's always possible, but I, I yeah. don't want to... I'm so, not doing my Alex Jones impression going that far, you know? I mean, people ain't going to see this on... Unless I put this little section on Facebook or something, but... Here's what a, here's what a blank looks like, if you look at my screen. This is what a blank looks like, or 9mm. Yeah. So... Has the entire you know full thing, but it has no projectile. So it's just these folded over ends. Uh, it's just crimped at the end, but it's made to open up to let the gunpowder out. So you still have you know the flash, the muzzle flash, and smoke that comes with it, and it still ejects it like a normal round. So on a movie, you wouldn't really notice since it's going so fast if it's a blank or not. Um, but there's as you can see, there's no possible way that there's a projectile coming out of this. And even if this one, like this little plastic thing, even if the something did happen there, it wouldn't be nothing lethal. Versus, you, you know, know what's, what's kind of crazy is this movie is about a uh, a strange uh, about outlaw <clears throat> Harlan Rust who helps his estranged thirteen-year-old mm -hmm. grandson run from the law after the teen is sentenced to hang for the accidental killing of a rancher in Kansas. Mm. Kind of creepy. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't fully. I don't blame him for this. I, but I, at the same time, I'm. I'm just. Why was it pointed at the director and a, I a production assistant? That don't know. Mean. I really don't know. Because <clears throat> when Brandon Lee got when he when he died. That at least makes sense if you're if you're filming a scene where you're shooting at somebody, you kind of have to point the gun at them. In that mm -hmm. instance. I, I get that. This is and if he if Bolin had shot another actor, an actor died. Okay, mm -hmm. that makes sense. The production assistant, like her job was not to be in the movie at all. Yeah, like her job was side stuff, you know, whatever cinematography, that kind of thing. So unless she was. Standing like slightly behind him, and that's just where, like, he was pointing. I don't know. I have it's, no idea. It's a wild, it's... it's one of the wildest because you think this stuff doesn't happen anymore. Like, yeah, it sounds like something that would happen in like the 1940s or 50s, like mm -hmm. the early days of Hollywood, where like nothing was regulated and, and they mm -hmm. just did 
whatever they want. They did weird like, shit, yeah. That still happens is pretty crazy. Yeah, but I can either take two things. Either he's fucking around with it, like joking around with a gun, like aiming at people and all that shit, or it was something with the scene they were shooting. Like, I'm not sure. You know how they do, like, the warning shot or... or... Yeah, it's more leaning to that because, I don't know, it could be something, you know... It is a Western, so sometimes they do fire rounds at random directions to get someone's attention. Correct? And some some shit like that? Mm. I don't know. It's one of the two things that are possible. He's fucking around with it or it's for the scene. Who knows? All I know is that he got fucked up. He got fucked up. So yeah, so this is another one we're gonna have to keep an eye on because it's really fascinating. Yeah. I don't, I, all I know is that this movie is probably never gonna come out. <laughs> like, there's no way that they continue with. Production. Definitely a five to ten year um delay. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, no, 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 wait. Watch, Hold on for a second. You know there's more than one Baldwin, right? <laughs> there are too many Oh, yeah. Baldwin, in my opinion. There are too many Baldwins. So just get the other one that kind of looks like him. More like him. Yeah. They, they are... He is probably not going to be in any movies for a while either after he literally shot and killed someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. That, that's not going to... We're going to... We're not going to see him for a while. There's a lot of pictures of him on that, like that picture of him that you're looking at. That's from the set. Like that's that's literally from when it happened. Like there's another one of him, like like bending over in the parking lot. Like is he eating like, a taco. I think he is. That one, I think he is eating a taco. Little world, yeah. Too too many bald ones. There's just too many of them. We had a, uh, let's see, another story of a woman um, that apparently the, the narrative is now false. Uh, what was reported was that a woman was raped on a SEPTA train and she was, um, nobody, like, like people watched it and they didn't help. Yeah. Uh, but now we're hearing that it's, it's, that's actually false. Really? That it wasn't, that's not exactly how it went down, apparently. Uh, and filmed it for their own gratification. Delaware County District Attorney Jack Stolsteimer said during a news conference that the other passengers on the train were not present for the entire 40-minute interaction on October 13th and may not have understood what they were seeing. Mm. So I can kind of understand. Look, uh, part of it, too, is that people just don't like to get involved. Yeah. Especially when it's public transport and how disgusting it can be. Oh, of course. I believe it, yeah. The homeless guy who walked past me on the train who had... Smelled like he did not bathe for at least a week. Dude, that's what the subway smells like. No, this is this was worse. And the oh, smell really worse, huh? for, Oh, that's nasty. A... Dude, do you ever walk in Walmart and pass someone who smells like that too? Yeah. It's literally, they're walking around, you can identify them, but without even smelling them, and you just go, oh. Yeah, sounds about right, man. Then you're, then you're walking around the store, and then you catch it, and you're like, oh, they've been here. 
so people kind of wanted um, some of the passengers that were like filming and watching it, if there were any, to be prosecuted for it. And uh, that—that's one. That—that's a stretch. I'll be honest. Um, I don't think you should pr- prosecute someone for watching a crime. As much as, as much as I think it's bad that that if there were people that didn't do anything, but if you didn't really know what was going on, you know how many. I, I've seen people... some pretty weird things on the train. I've seen a video of a grown man getting breastfed by his girlfriend on the train. So I find nothing wrong with that. Neither did the woman, because when some other woman said how disgusting that was, she, like, almost fought her over it. I mean, they breastfeed babies all the time. Guys, he's like a grown-ass man. He's so what? Titty milk is titty milk. Yeah, but do it on your own time, man. If you had a you chance to taste it today, would you? I don't even know if she was lactating. He was just suckling on the nipple. I mean, would you want to find out? No! <laughs> she looked disgusting. Oh, well, that that's a turn-off, yeah. A any, different. any woman that has a grown-ass man breastfeeding on a public transport is not going to be very clean. I'm not saying clean. I'm talking looks. Neither. Don't go on public transport in any Fine. city. In any country. Except, like, maybe Denmark or something. Denmark? I don't know. Those like Nordic countries have clean everything. Who's the country that that gave you a free pass for doing twenty squats? Ah, uh, that might. Yeah, that was one of them. I, I saw that. Belgium. Might have been. Yeah, it might have been one of those countries. I would do it. I would do it because I, I I do need the exercise and I do need to take the train every day. So. Mm. It, it would work out for me. I would have like these great glutes by like the end of the year. Public transport at its finest. Yeah. Let's see. Actress Jamie Lee Curtis says her latest Halloween movie is about January 6th mob violence. Did anyone even watch that yet? Is it even out? It's out. Yeah. Right? It's out. Um, I, think yep. I heard it was. Uh, last night, actually. I think my brother's seen it. I'm not sure. How was it? Decent. Decent? Mm-hmm. Now comparing oh, yeah. comparing it to the original though, because I know it's it's completely do different you know direction in time that they're taking. But as far as a follow up, how how would you rank it? It's actually pretty decent. Decent. It's what I wanted. There there was an article asserting his dominance. Mm. There was an article criticizing buying being. In that movie. There was, and I have to say because of how ridiculous it is, there was Mm. an article criticizing Michael Myers for being homophobic. How? What? He kills gay people, I don't know. He kills everyone who gets in his way. I know. What? Why? Fucking people. Stop politicizing shit. Not his fault that a couple of gay guys moved into his fucking house. They're trying to have more inclusive targets. I'm sorry that he kills 
just about fucking everybody he comes into contact with. It is ma'am. But, uh... <laughs> you know what? I'm not even fucking talking now. Fuck you. <laughs> Good. Do 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 Michael Byers' lines in the movie. <laughs> Just nothing. There, there he did. He did one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got Katie Couric, uh, with who withheld Ruth Bader Ginsburg's harsh. Anthem kneeling comments to protect her. Mm. Um, so, of course, Katie Couric had a 2016 interview with the then alive Ruth Bader Ginsburg, mm-hmm. who uh, had pretty harsh comments on the kneeling of the national anthem that was that basically had just happened at the time. So, uh, Ruth was against it, or no? Ruth was against it. Okay. Um, which isn't all that surprising. I mean, she's on the left, but she's, you know, old. obviously she was old as shit. Um, older people tend to be more patriotic. Usually. Yeah. They grew up in a time where it was very uh-huh. common to be proud of your country. Yeah. And what's interesting is the way Kirk framed it. So. She was eight, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was 83 at the time, and Katie Kirk was saying that she was elderly and probably didn't understand the question, which is, like, what? Like, they, they asked her about it, and she said that, uh, stand, that, uh, not standing during the national anthem as an act of protest is dumb and disrespectful. That's what she said. Hmm. Um, and there were, I think there were further condemnations that were cut from the interview. So that's all that kind of made it in. So it was very easy to miss, and it was missed because no one got mad at her for it at the mm. time. Of course, I didn't know she said it. Like, not yeah. that I was a big news watcher back then, but if you if you said that today, you'd be all over the news. Oh yeah, of course, definitely. But, but the full quote was along the lines of, "Not standing for the anthem shows a contempt for a government." that has made it possible for their parents and grandparents to live a decent life, which they probably could not have lived in the places they came from. As they become older, as they became older, they realized that this was youthful folly, and that's why education is important, Ginsburg told yeah. Katie Couric at the time. I think it's a terrible thing to do, but I wouldn't lock a person up for doing it. I would point mm-hmm. out how ridiculous it seems to do such an act. Yeah. Now, that doesn't sound to me like someone who doesn't understand the question. That yeah. seems pretty well articulated. You know what it sounds like? Someone agreeing to disagree without damning the person for doing it. Well, she, she's open to the more yeah. classical I criticize you for doing it, but I'm not going to throw you in jail. Exactly. For you have your voice, but I don't agree on the way you're projecting it, or for the reasons you're doing it. Yes. I don't know. Precisely. When it, when it comes to the, uh, the societal timeline and what we're at right now, like the level of comfort we're at right now we are very too comfortable as a fucking species at the moment america anyway when it comes to the level of technology and the level of comfort we own uh where you can literally make pain go away instantly with just you know a a few fucking pills versus you know maybe 200 
how many years before even fucking painkillers were invented where you would literally just have to deal with your shit? I mean, if if you look up how, like, certain, I mean, like, George Washington died, mm-hmm. for example, uh, it makes you glad that you are alive today because you would have a simple cold and then they would leak your blood out of your body and then they yeah. would put leak on you and then they would give you this mixture of disgusting syrup that would make you vomit and diarrhea all over the place. Yeah. And you would still die, mm-hmm. just in a much more painful way. Yeah. So. So. Have, have any of you, I'm about to read a quote from G. Michael Hopf. Uh, it, it sums up the societal cycle of history very, very to, to the T, for me anyway. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. Yeah. You've heard that's it. A, I've heard it many times. Yeah. So what stage of that do you think we are right now? We're, we're the weak, the weak boys making weak times. Yeah, we're making hard times by weak men. Yup. Yeah. I mean, not me, though. I'm making good times. Fuck you. For the, the ladies. <laughs> hard times. <laughs> Here, here's an example of hard times. Oh, yeah, for, ladies for... are experiencing hard times for me, all right. Ah, fucking virgin. They're not. <laughs> I mean, no, like your sock is. Continue, continue, go ahead. Okay. Hard times would be, you know, the Great Depression. True. You know, the, that sucked. Yeah. The economy crashed. Money wasn't worth shit. No one could buy anything. People were starving to death, and there's nothing you could do about it. And you had to learn to survive in a day and time where there was some bits of technology but it was still hard to live in during that time and it created people who can withstand the amount of attrition and difficulties to live in and they survive longer than there there's some of them are still alive today uh like someone from my mother's family who grew up during the great depression used the same tea bag over like for each cup of tea and saved it yeah. for the next time that's that's versus us i mean i've made tea a thousand times and we just take it and use it we, re- we drain it get all the juice from it and we just throw the tea bag away there's so much shit we use and then we don't finish and then we just throw away food is an abundance that we have and we abuse it so much <clears throat> I'll say I'll say this much. Um, I think when we talk about the hard times, mm-hmm. and the men that they created, and men and women, uh, they those those men and women they they were the parents of the ba- the baby boomers of yeah. today. And I don't think they did a very good job. No, they didn't do it. They, I yeah. wouldn't say they didn't go, do a good job. But what do most parents do to their kids? They usually raise them in a better way than how they grew up. They they don't exactly That's want... the idea, anyway. Yeah. So, when it comes to the baby boomers, they were born right after World War II, one of the hardest times in human history. Very lo- Lots of pain, lots of death, lots of struggle. Well, not in and, the U.S. anyway. Well, there was kind of in the U.S. Kind of. Um, All the men went yeah, to war. I mean, there was a lot of jobs. and 
I, yes, there was an economic boom because war makes pre money. Pre World War II, it sucked, but but still, that the pre World War II, you know, with the Great Depression, all breeded the amount of people that stood up. I mean, there was suicide for people who who got denied a chance to to actually join the military. That's how much patriotic oomph that this, the country had at the time, and people were killing themselves because they got denied a chance to fight for their country. But they don't. They didn't want their children to grow up in a struggling time, so they 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 kept it strict to a way where or or some. I'm not familiar of how I didn't get raised by a baby boomer, so I can't tell you how that shit was. But um, they just most parents try to improve on what their their parents what they learned from their parents how they were grow grown up they limit some of the bad shit that they went through like the excessive criticisms or or being less you know distant I don't know but it's gotten to the point where it's just too much you're you're given too much there's not enough learning experience that kids go through these days you know giving everyone an award for participating you know instead of being all right these are the top three winners and the rest of you suck do better next time there's no competitive nature anymore i don't know right and that stemmed from years of, of de degradation mm -hmm. starting with the parents coming you know, the dad coming home from war and raising his kids yeah and not doing a good enough job of it because those kids and I have I know examples in real life where mm -hmm. those kids aren't given an emotional outlet for mm -hmm. you know, just to talk about things. I mean, some I'm sure some parents did, but you to think about the era of the 50s and 60s, not a great time to have like no. emotional just mental no. problems. Mm -mm. So they develop habits of drinking and doing drugs. Yeah. That's kind of where your, your 60s, 70s counterculture drugs craze goes up. And we, then you have those kids raising, those parents yeah. raising millennials. Yeah. Now you have these parents who are already ruining the workforce, already bringing the country down. Yeah. And now the millennials, it's gotten worse. It's, it's, it's over uh -huh. time, the degradation of, of society. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it, start, it starts from somewhere. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of irreversible at this point, but no, it it uh, will correct itself. Because times were made good. Yeah, like the baby boomers were handed mm -hmm. good times. Yeah, and they haven't really made them better. <laughs> no, it's it's a constant decline. That's that's it's that's what the point of the quote is because it's a it's a cycle and it's hard to not repeat it. It really isn't. I mean, I'd say at least since the nineteen eighties, we've been on a cultural decline. Yeah, we've had bursts of economic upswing downswing or yeah. downswing right now i don't know if we'll ever get out of it probably i, I don't know who knows but i'm just saying as america as a as a whole right now i mean you can section off in sections and see how it is but and generally it's in it's in a decline right now as long as well as the rest of the world a self-imposed self-imposed decline if you will of course we made the issues this is not something that was brought on by an external force this is human-made bullshit well at first it was and i understand that there was i think there was just a justified period of 
two weeks, a month maybe, where you slow things down and you see what you're dealing with and mm-hmm. then you figure out how to deal with it. Because never, COVID could have been way yeah. deadlier and we wouldn't have known. Now we know. It's yeah. not that deadly. Yeah. We know how to prevent it. Mm-hmm. So why is so much of why are we making things so difficult mm-hmm. now, now you're, you're you're still masking kids or cdc is going to recommend masking kids 5 through 11 even after they've been vaccinated which is just harmful for their development in a number of ways yeah of course the quality of their their life overall yeah now i don't care if i'm an, as an adult and if i have to wear a mask going into a walmart i don't really care that much i don't do but, it yeah, but I'm just saying it's a minor inconvenience. A kid having to wear a mask for no. what eight eight hours, six seven six to eight hours a day in class. Yeah, here's the it's only not... here's the only times where I'll wear a mask in public. I'll do it for work because they're paying me. They're they're it's one of their policies in order for me to have a job to do it. If it comes down to the vaccine or not, I'm not sure how I'm going to play ball with that. But if it comes to stores, if they ask me to do it i'll do it but if they don't and they ignore me i don't care i'm not gonna wear it that's the kind of thing that i graze like how far can i do it until someone says hey can you just put on a mask all right i'll put one on but if they don't say it i'm just not gonna do it and normally when i go into walmart home depot lowe's uh any other grocery store and i and i look around and i see hey one two three four five six seven eight ten out of thirty people i've seen without a mask on I'm like all right this it doesn't really matter. And if this was really such a deadly disease, why in the fuck are we not treating the masks as biohazard when they're thrown away? That's a good question. The the, the, the masks that most people wear are not effective. It's, they're not effective because... There are they're... masks that are effective. It's oh. not the, those blue surgical ones, which I wear pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're, 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 the, they're the least annoying thing to wear. The greatest way to test a mask is going to a gas station, Walmart, or any disgusting bathroom and take a sniff. If you smell any fucking disgustingness, it's not going to work because the moisture, air, aerosol, vapors, or whatever the fuck is in the bathroom, I think is bigger than COVID. So if that shit literally gets through the mask, then what point of it? You know, I was wearing my mask when that that unbathed homeless guy walked past me. It mm-hmm. uh, it didn't work. It didn't help that much. Yeah. Yeah. Although it did help when I went into a bathroom one time and it smelled really bad from someone mm-hmm. taking a dump. Uh, actually, that time it worked. Mm-hmm. So I guess it just depends on the, the severity of the, the smell. Yeah can block out some but not all gotta get those really thick cotton masks those will probably block out any smell and air (laughs) but it's it's just the point if it's really this fucking bad there should be biohazard level trash cans and with disposal units so they can get taken out and disposed of properly just like in a hospital you should be changing your mask or at least washing them almost like every time you take it off. <laughs> no. A lot of people just take it off, like stuff it in their back pocket and then put it back on later. Exactly. Not, I mean, I do the same thing, good. but that's just because I 
it doesn't I don't care. I don't think it's really effective I, towards me. It didn't stop me from getting the fucking thing at all. I still got it and I st I'm still here. So I don't know. Yeah, man. All right. Um I guess we got time for like one more story probably. Uh yeah. All right. I'm going to end on a positive note. Oh, good. Really? Yeah, believe it or not, we actually have a positive story. First. So, uh, after a violent week of fighting in a school that saw 23 students arrested in three days, mm. uh, Southwood High School, which I believe is in Louisiana, Shreveport, Louisiana, Shreveport, I don't know, uh, high school parents knew something had to change. So, some dads decided to take matter into their own hands. They formed Dads on Duty, a group of about 40 dads who take shifts spending time at the school, um, greeting students in the morning and helping maintain a positive environment for learning rather than fighting. Hmm. The students say it's working, and the, and the numbers prove it. There hasn't been a single incident on campus since the dads showed up. Nice. And none of the dads have degrees in school counseling or criminal justice. They just have relevant experience. We're dads. We decided the best people who could take care of our kids are who are us, Michael Lipitz, who started Dads on Duty, said. Uh, now any negative energy that enters the building has to run the gauntlet of good parenting. I immediately felt a form of safe safety, one student said. We stopped fighting and people started going to class. Wow. You ever heard of a look, one student asked, while describing a power they claimed all dads have? Oh, my yes. Yes. My dad, that, my dad that... didn't. Actually, he kind of did. What do you mean? He just underutilized it. When you have, like, a really chill and laid-back dad, and then he gets mad at you, that's like, you really fucked up. You fucked up big time. I mean, I have a, I have a great dad, but when I fuck up, he lets me know. Or when he, I do something stupid to piss him off, he lets me know. I, I definitely know that dad look. I really do. I was more afraid my mom look. She had the look. Like my dad. I get it from just... my my mom does it too. Yeah. I get it from both sides. Take it as you wish. Disgusting, fucking gutter balls. They also say that the dads <clears throat> crack like dad jokes. All of the time. course, man. How do you which not laugh at terrible dad jokes? Which is which is just great. Um, and the dads plan to keep going to the high school indefinitely, uh, because not, uh, one of the dads said, because not everybody has a father figure at home or a male period in their life. So just to be here makes a big difference. Uh, they'd like to start chapters of dads on duty throughout Louisiana and hope to eventually take on schools across the country. I don't know. Chapters doesn't really mix down with the Southern states. I, I just thought I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was a good thing that they were. Doing. Oh yeah, it's definitely a good thing. I hope it spreads. Probably gonna take a while to spread like that, but I think it is positive. I could have used it in my high school. I mean, I, most a lot of the kids I I knew. I, I made friends with a lot of kids there that didn't have dads, whether they were deceased or they were just not. Mm -hmm. They ran ran off as soon as they were born. Or yeah. Divorced and they're just distant. Yeah. Um, a lot of everyone, everyone needs a mother and a father figure, no matter what fucking, no matter what. You always need someone to just guide you. 
It's real. It's literally what you naturally go to. Yeah, Gary, we need you to be the president of the um, the Wildwood Dads. Uh, dads, dads on, on duty. duty. Are you Are you saying that I'm dad enough for this? <laughs> uh, I think you absolutely are. Yes, definitely got the. Uh, I think you in action. I think alpha, you're the dad alpha. <clears throat> You're up for it, Fuck man. you! Alpha dad, bruh. Dad. No, but this is really good because it's it's something that you haven't really heard in a while, and it's parental interaction, with, a positive parental interaction with schools, and just literally just yeah, parental figures getting involved with schools to you know, take care of the kids other than leading it to uh, teachers and faculty that really don't give a fuck. And it's not like they're, they're not trained professionals. They're no. not. They don't have, like, you don't need like a high school degree, like you, know, you don't need a college degree or something to do this. You just, preferably a dad. Maybe you could even be an uncle, and the, the same thing applies. These are skills you're not taught. A lot of, and unfortunately, a lot of, you know, another thing why the culture is declining is that a lot of kids are growing up without fathers, and mm-hmm. these mothers do their absolute best i'm sure there's a lot of mothers that, that do their best and sometimes they succeed but for the most part you need that father figure whether it's your actual biological dad or an uncle or yeah. mm-hmm. you know someone who comes in after the fact whatever i mean big brother even yeah but yeah so that, that's something that i highlight because i want to like bring awareness to it because i think it's actually a good thing, and I like their I like their T-shirts. Hopefully, the FBI doesn't get involved. Poking their noses in the school board meetings. Exactly. Concerned parents labeled terrorists. Woo! Great. You're concerned about your your child's what they're learning in school. You must be a terrorist. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you say, Osama. No, so it's the DoD, right? Department of Dads. Uh, that that's yeah, basically. <laughs> it's probably better than the actual it, deal. Dude. <laughs> DOD versus DOD. We're locking the dad pods too. DOD versus DHS. <laughs> At this point, if we could just replace every government agency with a bunch of dad joke cracking dads, I'd be Jerry's. It's a bunch of Jerry's, a bunch of uh, what other good TV dads are out? Fuck, I can't think of them, but they they do exist. See, but there's not enough of them. That, that's Al. another chance. Al from Malcolm Middle. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a good dad, uh, but not. But then Brian Cranston played a not so good dad in Breaking Bad. <laughs> True, but I'm I'm just going back to the middle level of um Brian Cranston right now. He yeah, did I mean, very well on that. When you're married to that woman, I mean, when I, that candle's lit, one. though. All right. Well, uh, yeah. you guys get anything else you want to? Nah, I'm I'm pretty covered. I mean, we got some 
stories for next week. So. Yeah, this is true. As the world collapses around us, thank you for listening. Yep. Please check us out on our social medias on Twitter and Facebook uh, at American POV and uh, our listening platforms Spotify, iHeart, <laughs> Play, um, Anchor, and many more. Hopefully, Apple soon, but they're being annoying, I think. They're still being annoying, Jim. Yeah, they're still being annoying. God damn you, Steve Apple. Tim Fuck Apple. You don't do. Tim Apple. Taking too long. I don't know why. He's too too busy schmoozing it with the Chinese and sweating their sweatshops. They have to Taking rewrite their AI algorithm. <clears throat> I think well, Anthony's AI algorithm. I, I am not a Russian bot, so I've been told. Okay. Everyone I disagree with on Twitter is a Russian bot. You know what really is a bot? It's the fucking POTUS uh, Twitter account. Yeah, but that's kind of to be expected. I mean, we only had one president operate Twitter by himself, and it was glorious. Yeah, I know. And we'll never get that again. Of course not. To the bot we go, and I love how people just interact that, you know, like trying to start a conversation with it, and it's just like, dude, do you yeah, not understand? Not <laughs> Knowing that that's a bot account, it's literally just computer-generated speeches that are already generated. Well, uh, on that note, I will computer-generate an ending to this podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>